Who is Desiree Shaw? A qualified, registered practicing psychotherapist with over a decade of expertise as a psychotherapist, counselor, and CBT therapist. An expert in men's mental health and relationships. On a mission to make therapy accessible and change the world. One thought at a time. This is the Desiree Shaw Podcast. Hello and welcome to my podcast. My name is Desiree Shaw. I'm a psychotherapist and I vlog and I podcast. Welcome to... Who's a narcissist? Narcissist. This is something we hear in society a lot lately. What exactly is a narcissist? Some of us throw that word around when we perceive someone to be a bit cocky, a little bit up themselves. We sometimes identify that as being a narcissist. Not necessarily. So you have narcissistic traits and narcissist pers- narcissistic personality order. Two different things. Personality disorder is when it's quite, it's not even quite, it's very serious. And the narcissists that we know in the past have done heinous things, such as Hitler, he was quite narcissistic. We have people who do violent, horrible things to people, the psychopaths that are in jail right now, or the ones that are being pursued because they've done heinous things. But narcissistic traits is um, similar, but not the same thing. So I'm going to be talking about the traits of people that we interact with daily and we are affected by because a narcissist affects us when we're not a narcissist. We are extremely affected by a narcissist and their behaviour. So I'm going to talk about the overt and the covert narcissist briefly and go into, you know, what to look out for and um, how it affects you and how to protect yourself. So let me just identify and uh, an outline what a narcissist is. So mostly, when we identify a narcissist, we recognise the first obvious thing. They are extremely focused on themselves, okay? And they have a they have such a a wide, deep, everlasting sense of grand grandiosa that very, very, very much look at me. A grand sense of self importance. And um the way they do things is all about them. They're always at the focus. So a narcissist, when you come across a narcissist, one of the things you'll notice is how they suck up all the oxygen in the room. It's all about them. They have no empathy for anybody else. They don't have compassion, but they demand attention and take it. All right. So their sense of themselves is huge. The way they speak about themselves is is even huger. 
they have titles they give themselves they they admire themselves and expect you to admire them constantly in the center saying look at me exaggerate their own abilities i mean goodness me exaggerate it in a way which where you come away thinking really um <laughs> and everybody owes them something you know they everybody uh, you owe me <laughs> a narcissist has this sense of entitlement it's real sense of entitlement and they will step on climb on throw anybody under the bus exploiting anybody who gets in their way or in order just to get what they want they're not friendly but they can be see an narcissist has a way of being extremely charming in order to get your attention however it's quite dangerous it's extremely dangerous when we're in the workplace and we come across a narcissistic colleague often it's a boss somebody in power because they do strive for power they will try to take the power as much as they can and um, if they don't have the power they will seek to knock down whoever has the power in order to take the power so there's two types you have the covert narcissist and the covert narcissist they have um again seeking attention they don't have much care for anybody else but they'll behave differently to an overt narcissist so it's like what how is that how do you do that so you you find this often covert narcissists not all the time can be identified as being women and the overt narcissist can be identified as being men however you can get a covert narcissist male and an overt narcissist female but we see it 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 turns up differently right so what what is it that they actually do so a covert narcissist you can be a narcissist and be a victim of trauma and highlight your trauma overly talking about it all the time and making it be the center the centerpiece of all conversations so that you get the attention so that the audience as a narcissist just sees everybody as an audience you know basically admire me look at me give me what i want and often a covert narcissist can exaggerate their pain or actually enjoy living in the pain that they felt because of the attention they gain okay people who have experienced really heinous things don't often come away feeling victimized all the time some people have that victim mentality but hold it close to their heart because they see that they're nothing without that victimization so they play on it overly play on it and covertly crave your attention based on the pain that they have experienced and it can be really dangerous because if you don't give them the attention a covert narcissist will underhandedly try to do things say things and create 
confusion and conflict around you if you haven't given them what they want, which is attention and admiration. So understanding a covert narcissist, a female narcissist, so to speak, how they differ. Female narcissists tend to gain their um, power because a narcissist is all about gaining power and control, power and control of all those around them. An overt narcissist will openly, self-righteously take it and can often um, find the power in a relationship and in a job. Whereas um, a covert narcissist does it slightly differently. Okay, so females who tend to be have children or partners will seek to take that control from their nearest and dearest. And what female narcissists tend to do is um, with their children, because they need an oxygen supply of admiration and focus. So they often can create a um, codependency relationship and affection can be a massive part of the way they exercise their control. You've got to love me. You've got to admire me. I am your mother. (laughs) Because they see their children as an extension of them. They interact with their children as I am on top, you are underneath, and your job is to keep me here because I carried you. So they do a thing often, which is very common. You might notice this if you've ever been in contact with a narcissist, where a female narcissist, male narcissists do this also. I'm talking about the covert one in particular. Martyrdom. Okay. Whatever they felt is worse than anybody else. Okay. Everything about their pain and their trauma is bigger. Their suffering is way more grand. It's it's huge. And because they felt this pain, you now have to listen and you have to be there. And, you know, if you're not, then, you know, you're bad. You're one of those bad people who hurt me. That's a narcissist who will focus on themselves and have martyrdom. They, they're always so great, you know. And they... They do it in a way like, well, I'm not trying to be, you know, I don't want everybody to think that I am trying to do things in order to, you know, look good. I want to do it because I just want to do it. And that's just a, that's just a good person that I am. <laughs> so, a martyrdom covert narcissist. A martyrdom covert narcissist. I just made a whole new term up. A covert narcissist does perform um, martyrdom behaviors and it's all about i have done this look 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 they can be extremely superficial they don't get any deeper they can't get any deeper because a narcissist has a lot of insecurities now overt narcissist will be very much like i don't have any insecurities look at me a covert narcissist is, is often on the lookout to make sure that nobody uncovers their insecurities and so will fall into the victim role quite happily look what they did (laughs) they're not necessarily genuine and they are very superficial they 
they find it difficult to interact with people who are confident or comfortably calm within themselves because they don't have an angle in which to take control. Jealousy. So it's <laughs> martyrdom, look at me, love me because of how good I am, notice all the good things I do, it aren't, you know, isn't the world bad, aren't I good, look at that person, they'll pretend to be nice because they're superficial, but underneath all of that, there's this jealousy, which is raging, which uh, creates a competitive nature within them. So they can seem extremely charming at times in order to get your attention. But underneath that, they're secretly competing with you, particularly if you are not narcissistic yourself, but they want to gain the attention and they want what you have. Even if you don't have more than them, just being comfortable and happy can cause a covert narcissist to be very nasty towards you, very um, undermining, very... What's that word I'm looking for? The technical term. What's it called? Bitchy. <laughs> because of how jealous they are, how they feel about themselves is something that they're constantly having to deal with on a daily basis, but they won't share it. So they will compete. When we see a covert narcissist, particularly in women, it can come across as being quite overbearing and controlling. So you might have the... Um, <laughs> you, know, you get some people who talk about their mother-in-laws, where they're like, oh gosh, everybody loves Raymond. Marie. Yeah, she is very narcissistic I do love that character she's funny on a comical level it is funny but on a real life level it's not funny at all because they will come into your life and over beer and try to take over in any which way that they can redoing what you do telling you that what you're doing isn't good enough and if you do try anything I remember once being in a being under the in the claws of a narcissist who told me that we were doing something as a I think it was in a work situation and um we were all bringing something into the workplace one day and I was doing something I was I was making something and they had told me oh don't make that I'm going to get xyz because the fear was I was going to create something and that might put whatever they've created out of kilter so they wanted to own it all by taking over completely narcissists don't like me very much <laughs> they really really don't they really don't like me but um yeah because when they come across somebody who is confidently calm quite happy in their own world they're not affected by their narcissistic traits their need for attention by their martyrdom, by their superficial love. <laughs> superficial love, yeah, that is what a narcissist will give you. Or their, their, their need to be in control. And, you don't allow, and I don't allow them to suck up my oxygen, you know. It can get very nasty. It can. So you might have a covert female narcissist around you and be thinking to yourself, what 
what's happening. You're constantly questioning yourself as to why, why did they do that? What's going on? So ultimately, the 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 overt narcissist is quite outspoken and overly exaggerated, where the covert narcissist is quite underhand about how they're seeking the attention and the control. It's really interesting when you come across an overt male narcissist and a covert female narcissist, the way that they clash is intense. The overt narcissist often wins in those situations, as I've seen in in, in, in my own historical past, whereas a covert narcissist can be very angry that the overt narcissist has won and then become quite vicious in another way. They can be quite scary people. Really scary. A female narcissist will perform way more manipulative behaviours and they will seek to change your opinion of others, particularly those they see as their opponents, people they see that they're in competition with. And they be very underhand about it, but the manipulation will be subtle. It won't be noticeable. They will want to draw out and elicit the thoughts that they're giving you by um, by manipulating circumstances and people and situations. And they go in with a very softly approach. It's very soft. They appear as though they're being very nice, but then as the conversation progresses, you recognise they, they're they actually doing something here. You come away from that kind of manipulation, that kind of female covert narcissist, wondering, what were they doing? Sometimes you might even come away thinking, oh, poor them, that person is really bad what they did. They want you to do that. Yeah. And if they can't get your attention enough to have you thinking that the person who they have at their forefront as the enemy because they're manipulating and they're being quite vindictive in an underhand way, placing themselves as the victim, their jealousy is is highlighted when uh, when when they can't get what they want and they may start saying things like it's not fair. <laughs> they can be extremely blaming, very, very, very blaming. They will blame anyone and everyone for everything, okay? They, it, there is no... It's never their fault, even if they're right in the midst of it. And both male narcissists and female narcissists have this. They're very good at creating confusion as well, particularly covert narcissists. The way that they interact and the way that they talk about things and the way that a situation will unfold. Very, they want to shame, yeah? So a covert female narcissist will want to shame. So will an overt one as well. But a covert one will want to shame in an underhand way. And um, by blaming the other person, what they tend to do is try to create pockets of um, alliances with people against whoever it is that... That's probably not given them the attention or has probably walked away from them. See, the worst thing you can do with a narcissist, for them, for the narcissist, is walk away and not give them your attention. Okay? But that's the best thing you can actually do. <laughs> it, it really, really is. That is the absolute best thing that you can actually do. You don't take it personally. Recognise it's their behaviour and it's them. 
and allow yourself space. Create boundaries so that they can't cross them and keep focus on the boundaries that they're crossing, not so much the manipulation games that they're playing. See, this is what happens with a covert female, female narcissist. They will play a lot of games, a lot of manipulation, and they will cross boundaries. To keep yourself safe, create those boundaries, make them clear. Some, sometimes that means your boundaries have, has to be thousands of miles away from them. But if you can't be thousands of miles away from them and you still have to interact with them because you're going to work or it's a family member or it's a neighbour or it's somebody you really love's partner, you've got to create the boundary. And creating the boundary, that's your power tool. This is my boundary. And this is where I am asking you not to cross. And the moment you cross it, I will highlight to you that you've crossed my boundary. And then I'm going to focus on the boundary that you crossed. Because a, a narcissist, a covert narcissist, is very good at creating the conflict and confusion. And you won't understand what's actually happening. So you can get drawn into another part of the argument and then it goes into something else. And your very point has been lost. Has that ever happened to you? When you're in an argument with somebody and it's never about the point? I make it a part of my behaviour that... If I'm in a conflict with anybody, I focus on the conflict. Anything else is irrelevant. I'm going to focus on the behaviour at the time that that triggered me into the emotional consequence that I'm in. And if I see it as a direct point of attack, I will focus on that. What a covert narcissist will do is create the confusion and the trickery, okay, in order to... Um, elicit the emotions out of you to highlight that you're a bad person because they're really upset about something else that, they did, that they've been trying to get you you know if they've been trying to get at you on this other thing which they haven't been honest about because the other thing probably means that they've got to take responsibility and they don't want to do that so they'll cross boundaries and when you say no they'll pick up something else and something else and something else and something else and then you're in this entanglement entanglement jada pinkett but um you're in this entanglement and you find it so difficult to try to get yourself out of it because you're like well how did this argument get here that wasn't the argument because a covert narcissist can't have you focusing on the boundary because the moment they focus on the boundary and you you draw them back to it they have to recognize that they've crossed it and they cannot accept that they are wrong. Oh, my God. You have a discussion or disagreement with a covert narcissist, they'll be angry. I remember growing up in and in that kind of environment, learning that if I didn't agree with the loudest person in the room, then I was bad and they would, um, you know, ignore me or reject me in some way because I didn't agree. They cannot have you disagreeing with them. It's got to be their way. They are in charge all the time. But they're only in charge based on the attention you give them, um, based on how much energy you give them. Your energy is yours. You don't have to give it to anyone. A narcissist is demanding that you give them your, your space and your time. That is not really what you have to do. <laughs> it's the manipulation that you think you've got to do it. An overt narcissist, which we usually identify as the male narcissist, but not always, they're obvious. They're very, very, very obvious. Because they will be loud, rude and arrogant, totally insensitive to anybody's emotions and feelings. They will 
be, they will be dying for you to compliment them. They will lay out the compliment for you and say, aren't I good? Look at what I did. Look at what I did. Aren't I amazing? <laughs> you know, you can say that tongue in cheek and joke around, you know, but a, a, an actual overt narcissist means that. They are actually saying, look at me. I am great. You are not great. I am better than you. And they will say that. <laughs> You'll probably think to yourself, what the hell just happened to me? I don't know what happened. What's happening? They come into the room and again, I, I've said many times before, suck up all the all the oxygen in the room. So an overt narcissist will have an aggressive self of importance. You know, a sense of self will be, look at me. They will demand. They will tell you how great they are. They will go on about it. They might even have um, a, another alias, which might have some kind of domineering title of, you know, of calling themselves a king or <laughs> the power or I don't know. They'll give themselves some kind of godlike feature to demonstrate how great they are. Meanwhile, the covert narcissist has a passive self-importance. OK, they will be more underhand and be very quiet with it. Not quiet. Quiet is not the right word, actually. They won't be as aggressive. All right. It will be backhanded. In fact, a narcissist is very good at giving backhanded compliments, particularly the covert narcissist. They will say, oh, yeah, you did really well with that. You'd be thinking, what do you mean I did really well with that? You might have done something really, really well, but they can't, they can't tell you that what you're doing is good. Particularly the covert ones, because the jealousy and the competition is so rife within them. The very idea of them having to admit that you've done something really good, it just brings out their insecurities. An overt narcissist gets confused when somebody else has done something better than them. So then what they will do is compete openly and actually try to stand, get something bigger. <laughs> That's what they'll do. They'll get something bigger. An overt narcissist will see that you've done something and you've, whatever you've done or created or you've bought something or you've gone somewhere, whatever. And then they'll do it and it'll be extra big, really, really big. And they'll tell everybody about it. You know, the, the covert narcissist will be underhand and give backhanded compliments. You'll walk away thinking, I don't know what happened. I think I got slapped in the face. Also, a covert narcissist and a overt narcissist do both play the shame and blame game. You know, they will want to shame anybody who who isn't sucking up to them, basically, who isn't giving them what they want. And they will tell the story to the world. Covertly, the covert narcissist will tell everybody in little pockets and little secrets and create alliances the overt narcissist will literally stand up on the rooftops and shout it for all the world to hear. And often they will both pretend to be a victim of your behaviour. <laughs> and this is where the, the emotional abuse comes out, you know, because they will be emotionally abusing you, but be telling other people that you're emotionally abusing them. <laughs> An overt narcissist, yeah, will quite openly have um will probably do something really horrible to you 
openly, viciously attack you verbally or physically. And then at the end of it, decide that it was your fault and you need to call them to apologise. It's amazing. You know, I was I was in the clubhouse. Don't know if you've heard of clubhouse. I've been I've been in a room that um, I hosted and we were talking about the narcissistic influencer. And there's this fantastic guy I met called Nate, Nate Battle. Nate the Great, and he made a point of saying, yeah, they will be waiting for you to call them and apologise after they've punched you in the stomach, <laughs> metaphorically. Yeah, they would have literally punched you, knocked you out, and it's your turn to apologise because they're a victim. And they'll just create the confusion, you know. they That's what they do because with a narcissist, it's all about them. All about them. All about them. The overt ones are obvious. You can see them. The covert ones, those are the ones that I find way more dangerous. Because at least with an overt narcissist, everybody has figured it out. You can see. You can get ready. You can brace yourself. Everybody, quick, hold your breath. The overt narcissist is coming into the room. Quick. Meanwhile, the covert narcissist goes around. They're like a slithering snake. You don't really see them on the surface level. They're beneath doing different little things. And you come away feeling a little bit like, I'm not quite sure what happened. One very important thing to remember and recognise and take heed of is a narcissist, be them covert or overt, will never take responsibility for their behaviour. It is never their fault, okay? It's always the other person's fault. In order to protect yourself, you have to have your own self-awareness and um, recognition of your own emotions and have a pattern to keep yourself safe, all right? So that you're not bullied by the narcissist, you're not coerced by the narcissist, that your decisions that you make are about you. There's a difficulty in having an honest conversation with a narcissist. So whenever you've come across one of these that I've described, don't think that you're just going to have a conversation, it's going to be over. <laughs> Particularly with the covert narcissist. So you can have a conversation with the covert narcissist and you think that you got somewhere and then half an hour later, they've already spoken to five different people and the conversation was nothing like it was that you had. In fact, you would have discovered that you would have, that during the time that you had the conversation, you probably felt that you connected with the narcissist, that they've gone off and told everybody how bad you were and created this confusion and manipulated and basically lied. But because they are covert narcissists and they're the victim, they would have seen your attempts to, to create reconciliation or support going forward as an attempt to, to um, overthrow them. <laughs> they don't like criticism, which is why you can't be honest with them. We are only human. We make mistakes. And a narcissist can never see that they've made a mistake. It's everybody else's fault. Absolutely everybody else's fault. Sometimes a covert narcissist will avoid large social situations in order not to be found out because they'll be sensitive to exposure Meanwhile, an overt narcissist craves the social gatherings in order to um, create more notoriety for themselves and um, get everybody to believe how wonderful they actually are. It's no fun when you've been in the clutches or claws of a, of a narcissist. 
and to recognise that your feelings are important. And whatever you feel, you've got to you've got to work through processing it so you can understand what has happened in order to support yourself. So this is the introduction to understanding, you know, who is a narcissist. So, you, you know, the differences between the covert and the over and men and women. I did a vlog on the covert female, the dangerous victim, because there are victims out there that aren't really victims. They've been a victim, but then they're getting a payoff from being a victim and attention from being the victim. And they're living in their trauma as a means to gain more power and control over everyone or anyone very dangerous an overt narcissist will just aggressively take it to support yourself you've got to understand you first the boundaries there's nothing nice about this experience so i will be talking more about the narcissist and going into a bit more depth about different situations and circumstances and specifically how you can keep yourself safe this is like the introduction in a way to what I will be discussing further in my next, my following podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you found it helpful. My name is Desiree Shaw. I vlog and I podcast. I practice at the Priory and privately. I'm on a mission to make therapy accessible and change the world one thought at a time. And if you want to contact me, you can hit the link in the description box. Thank you so much. Bye for now. Who is Desiree Shaw? A qualified, registered practicing psychotherapist with over a decade of expertise as a psychotherapist, counselor, and CBT therapist. An expert in men's mental health and relationships. On a mission to make therapy accessible and change the world. One thought at a time. This is the Desiree Shaw Podcast.